Let me tell you a secret. Veterans are entering a world full of opportunity, but you can only participate if you know the tricks of personal branding, leveraging your skills in the modern digital economy, and most importantly, positioning your benefits and assets to give you financial control when you stop following orders. I'm Scott Tucker, and I'm here to tell you what they don't want you to know. Welcome to Veteran Wealth Secrets, where we show you how to go from apathy and aspiration to autonomy and financial control. Hey everyone, Scott Tucker back again with another episode of Veteran Wealth Secrets, where we talk about you know, the opportunities to go from just relying on a lifetime of paychecks and benefits from the government to creating a life of autonomy and financial control. And the topic today, something I'm really excited to talk about is the idea of leadership. Because we're always told in the military, oh, you got leadership skills. And a lot of times, maybe we're more have manager skills and we don't understand the idea of leadership. With us today, former Command Sergeant Major, who doesn't know leadership better than an Army Command Sergeant Major, uh, J.B. Spizo, uh, CEO of JBS Leadership Consultants. And thank you so much uh, for, for coming to us from Nevada in the middle of the lockdown. And what better time to get out there and get online and uh, share some insight, right? Oh, that's right. Scott, thanks for having me. And uh, hopefully um, your old coach, Jack Emma, is watching today, huh? No, oh, that would be hilarious. I don't know if he would remember me. I, I like to say I didn't necessarily play lacrosse in Army. I sat the bench. But <laughs> no, it was great. We just found out before we got on the call that while I was a cadet at West Point, JB was there uh, helping us learn to do things better. But JB, why don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit? I was asking you before, is, hey, most time, I'm guessing most privates, when they enter or coming out of boot camp, they're not anticipating becoming a command sergeant major. What was that like for you? When did you realize what leadership really was and how you wanted to apply it to not just your own career in the military, but, but those that you were leading? Great question, Scott. I, I, I joined the Army for the, for the college fund and didn't want my parents to have that burden. And thankfully, a recruiter kind of guided me. And I said, let me, if I'm going to do this for four years, let me pick something that's uh, exciting and fun. And lo and behold, I ended up joining the Ranger Regiment. Had no idea what I was getting into. <laughs> when I went through Ranger Indoctrination Program, I was just trying not to get cut that day. And then fortunately, it was assigned to a uh, Bravo Company 2nd Ranger Battalion, and from there took off. And uh, a few years into it, I feel felt like I was getting promoted very quickly. Uh, I said, wow, maybe I can do this. Maybe I do have some some leadership skills. And it, and it just took off from there. And fortunately, I was, be, was able to be in the Ranger Regiment for 10 years, able to work at West Point for almost a decade. I was a drill instructor, officer candidate school instructor. It became this natural part of my progression. And because of West Point and the New York Rangers coming up for a development camp there in the beginning of the year training camp, this kind of turned out. And, and actually somebody saw something in me, Glenn Sather, the president and general manager of the New York Rangers at the mm. time and said, Hey, you're pretty good at this. And I, I actually said, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. He's like this leadership thing. It's exactly what he said. He moved his hands around. And, oh, funny. And he said, uh, he's like, I, 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 he goes, I watch how people look at you when you talk. He's like, you should think mm. about, you should think he's like, when you're done being a soldier, you should think about doing this. And that's how it started. 
And oh, interesting. Yeah. So you hadn't been thinking about becoming you know, self-employed or consult. What what was your mindset? What post-military life was going to look like? And and when did you start to have? Obviously, he, he laid it out there in front of you, but right. it must have taken some time to bring the epiphany all together. Where you're like, yeah. I, I could be doing this. Sure. I wanted to be some type of entrepreneur, but wasn't sure. So what did I do? I said, maybe I'll be a high school teacher, coach hockey, baseball, mm. like that post-military career, give back a little bit. Um, still a, 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 a skill where I can help people, a very noble profession. Because being in the military is a very noble profession. Yeah. Like we, we don't care about money or medals. And that's kind of really the case. But when you get out, you undervalue yourself. But then all of a sudden, this entrepreneurship uh came about and I saw that people are number one, they they're star for it in the civilian sector. And number two, that they're they'll pay for it and mm. trying trying to help people be successful. And I've really honed a group, even though I work with a lot of C-suite executives, a lot of CEOs, but I've honed a group, this next level group, this young captains, I like to call it, that are getting ready to be C-suite executives that are reaching out and become this mentorship. The military is very good at mentorship. And so you try to impart that on people. Just recently, I was talking to a a young up and coming executive and, and I didn't paint the whole picture for him. I want him to paint his picture. You don't have to do it exactly like me or exactly like somebody else or you should find what what works for you. And, you know, this, as you see it, I try to tell military people all the time, boy, you're really valuable. You don't really know the mm-hmm. skills skills that you have. And, this, and I know that's what you're trying to do every single day. Yeah, it, it's the whole concept of if you just translate your military skills onto your resume, then, you know, you'll go find something you enjoy doing. One, not every everything everybody like does in the military mm-hmm. is uh, is something they enjoy. But two, we're quite diverse. We're moving through lots of different types mm-hmm. of jobs. Translating that skill set of, of, of translating, hey, leadership skills versus being in management. I was reading on your website, and I know that's important to your your philosophy. Could you get a little bit more into how do we translate why we have that value? 26 years in the military, and you went to West Point, and we recruited you two years prior, right? Junior in high school, we started recruiting you. We bring you in. We have you for four, sometimes five years if you go to the prep school. And at the end of that, we would make you a lieutenant, put you in charge of people and go, man, I hope we've done enough. But then Mm. what happens? Every time you get promoted, what do we do? We send you back to a military school. Same thing for me. Here I am. I was a sergeant major, combat veteran, and and I go to the sergeant major's academy. And I'm like, what am I doing in another school? Mm. But then you realize over every single promotion that you got throughout your career, you're, you're continuing to go back to these leadership schools. That's where businesses miss it because that's not what they do. Sometimes it's just survival of the fittest and whoever makes it there gets promoted. Where, hmm. where, where if you gave people a little bit of training and education throughout the way. So why do I think I'm far ahead? It's because of the training and education that I got into the military. And plus the military is a melting pot of people. Think about your platoon. You had rich kids, poor kids from all over, kids with mm-hmm. religion, kids without religion. It was such a melting pot of human beings. And what'd you do? You learned to lead that group and bring mm-hmm. them together and have a common goal. And there's a lot to be said. I gave a little talk the other day and I talked about team chemistry and where's it come from and how's it, how's it molded and where's the value in it. And companies that want to have a healthy culture, a culture that's positive, that helps push people in the right direction. I'm not talking about, oh, is everything okay? I'm not talking about that. I'm <laughs> talking about a culture that, that 
values people's talent. And I think that's where the military's done a lot of things the right way, even though sometimes we're, we're put into a bubble and we got to do the same things, but we also value people's talent and that helps them be successful. Do you think that veterans who come out confident with their leadership skills sometimes forget to continue that training to, to go back to the Sergeant Majors Academy? Where, where could we be doing that better to position ourselves better for these opportunities? Because if it is going to be sink or swim survival of the fittest, if you happen to be an organization that that isn't doing the right thing in training training their employees, you got to take it upon yourself as the individual to, to stand out yeah. uh, because we all know there's a communication gap between you know the veteran and the civilians. And so if you want to lead without being the vet, the veteran that the, the civilians are upset with, they're like, oh, they're just trying to act like they're still in the army. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just, hey, there's a lot of gaps to fill. We can't do that without learning, right? hundred uh, percent. And what we have to do, look about, look, I came out as a sergeant major. I could tell a private to go paint rocks and you would in the army, go paint rocks, Roger that. So what I had to do is find mentors in the business world. And I did Tom Power, John Maloney, Doug Sifu, Kevin Weeks, find mentors in the business world that already do this mm-hmm. to help you and have coffee with them, call them. And you'll be surprised that they are so willing to help you sit down with them. I just called a friend of mine the other night, Jim Edgeworth. He's a self-made, self-made millionaire, big insurance guy, played hockey at Dartmouth back in the 70s, rough and tumbles they come. You call these people for advice, say, hey, how would you handle this? I'm going into this business meeting. What do you think? And continue to find that. And then these people, they see that skill set in you. Like, again, we go back to Glenn Sather, like he saw it in me. And I tell business people that all the time. If you see something in a veteran, tell them. Because look, we're grown up in the selfless service business. I remember in Afghanistan, they were like, oh, we're giving you this medal, Sergeant Major. And I'm like, why? Because I'm a Sergeant Major? That's why you're giving it to me. Give it to that corporal over there who's been in 67 gunfights. Mm-hmm. Give, give it to them. But, but that's sometimes how it happens. So we pass it down. We say, here, give it to somebody else. Because the military is all about that. Mm-hmm. But what but what we have to do is we have to salute ourselves. I have a young man helping me. He's my assistant, helps me run operations. His name's Ryan Carmichael. He goes to the University of Notre Dame. Like he reminds me, he's, hey, you've done some great stuff. Your military careers. And, and, and when you tell me these things, he's like, this is incredible. And so military people have to remind themselves of that. And then you have to find a way, you're right, to translate it to the corporate business because mm-hmm. we can't all be... GI Joes, they say. No, absolutely, and 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 the find a way. They say, well, oh, figure it out or whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have to be mm-hmm. creative. If we're just going to sit around and wait for things to happen for you, you know that in the military, yeah, you follow orders. You eventually get moved to new duty station, whatever. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. You have mm-hmm. to create it for yourself. Where yeah. does and I and I was looking at some charts of desired mm-hmm. skill sets. From 2015, it was all about managerial skills or or that critical thinking or something like that. But then in 2020, out of nowhere, number three on that list, creativity Mm -hmm. uh, popped up. And I thought that was interesting. I was just curious, where does creativity come in to to being a leader in this day and age? You have to be so adaptable with everything going on. I have friends in, you know, pro sports still, and they talked about how they went from having a hundred staff to 20 staff and how they had to be creative. Now they need, this guy needs to go get the water, pick the meals mm-hmm. up or something else. So you have to continue to find ways to adapt. Military is very creative as you get mm-hmm. stuck in some base camp somewhere and you have to figure it out. Like I have to build a base camp. 
I don't even know how I'm not an engineer. Okay. Okay. Let's make a square in the ground. Let's start from that. I think it's very important. Things I'm doing today, like I'm doing mental toughness classes via Zoom. Yeah. People aren't used to it. And and I'm very energetic and I'm a cheerleader, but I'm trying to find ways to pass that on to people through the, the, the flat screen. And, and I think if you just, you have to continue this network, ask questions, talk to people, Mm. listen, become a, become a great listener. And the, the other thing is, and this is being an army officer, we used to tell you all the time, the 80% plan executed on time mm-hmm. is better than the 100% plan executed late. Like mm-hmm. you might not have all the plan, but if you got most of it, start moving. Mm-hmm. You can adjust as you go. Don't be afraid to make adjustments as you go. Yeah. Adapt and overcome, but you got to, but you got to make a decision because no decision is still a a decision to do nothing. And that, (laughs) yeah, let's back up a little bit. Cause Mm -hmm. I want to know how you, uh, how your transition out of the army went. Cause you mentioned before we got on the call that, you know, someone spoke to you about, Hey, maybe you should do this as a career. You could be very useful. And so even before you got out of the military, I think you got started in this. Can you tell us kind of how that process went and how more veterans or more of those that are about ready to transition should be thinking about some opportunities that way? Yeah, that was it. And then it started, obviously, uh, with Glenn Sather and then Ray Shiro of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Another GM mm-hmm. saw me and I started doing things and just chipped away. And then I got into some businesses and that sort of thing. And ask people, say, have conversations with people you trust. Say, hey, what do you think I'm good at? How do I get there? This is probably the longest my hair's ever been in my life, but but it, it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you, and then what you continue to do is refine your skills. Uh, a great friend of mine, Tom Power, we talked just last week and he said, he's known me 11, 12 years. He's like, from then till now, he's, you're so much more savvy. Um, hmm. You are, he's, you, you are getting it. You learn it. You understand it. It's the same thing. It's you learn these things as you develop and grow. You know how to talk to people. Uh, and I think I've already, I was always great at talking to people. Didn't matter who it was. It was mm-hmm. a private, a general I, I was comfortable talking to everybody, very positive. I'm an uplifter of talent. I was never a, yeah, I was tough, but I was never a demeaning sergeant mm-hmm. major. So I think all those skills work with what I'm doing. But like, even when I wrote my, I wrote my book here, Warrior Leadership, right? Like mm. I wasn't, when I wrote it, sure how to get it published, everything else. So I called a friend of mine, Steve Schwab, who was my RTO, my radio operator, when I was a platoon sergeant mm-hmm. and who's written four books, guys way smarter than me. And I'm like, Hey, h- how'd you do this? He's let me tell you how, Oh, by the way, call my editor. Mm-hmm. And so I called her Karen Cantrell and my first draft I received back, it looked like the Texas chainsaw massacre. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, <laughs> and she's your writing's good. It's got to get better. Mm. Work on it. I was like, okay. And I did. But sometimes as military guys, veterans, you want to be like, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. I know. She knew exactly what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I did. It got better. And now I have a published book for over a year now. So I guess a lot of that is, is and I have all the badges, been mm-hmm. in the combat, the whole thing. Don't be afraid to check your ego at the door and learn a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. speaking of learning, what do you teach in your book, Warrior Leadership? What Who, who should be reading that book? I, it's made for anybody, but it's short okay. chapters that you can tab. I think a lot of executives like it. They read it, they tab it, and they hand it to somebody they're mentoring. That's what I like. They hand it, they tap some parts, say, you know what? This is pretty good. Uh, a friend of mine, Judy Farcasera, big CFO of a huge company, she, she read it, and then she made all of her 
her staff read it and sign it and inside. So they had to read it. So it's all part of just getting people on the right path and understanding that leadership is a learned trait. Sure. Your parents or your primary caregiver can impart some of that on you. We did for you when you were at West Point, we put you through all these classes, mm -hmm. but it's learned over time. Like your leadership can continue to get better. It doesn't have to be one way. Mm -hmm. Here's a perfect example. Coaches and professional sports are finding that out today. Think about it. The days when you showed up, you, you play for the logo on the front of the jersey. Some players don't do that. They play yeah. for the name on the back, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But you have to know how to inspire that. You have to know to help that player keep that in its right place. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you're trying to all get on the path to success. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's, I was telling you, my dad coached the NCAA, never wanted to coach in the NFL because he didn't, yeah. he, he wasn't the type to, to deal with that kind of stuff. So I'm glad you're helping those athletes get it right. But tell us what's the next three years like for you? Obviously we've, we're now almost a year into some very cha uh, you know, challenging times. It doesn't look like it's stopping any sign anytime soon. Leadership's important. You're going to be needed. Your firm is going to be needed so much. What do you see down the road and who are you looking to serve? Who should be reaching out and, and contacting you? Yeah, I think if you're obviously if you're a high level executive and you need some thoughts, advice, you need the old sergeant major right arm. But you know, mm -hmm. in the military, the you know, the colonel has a sergeant major and the colonel could say something and the sergeant major might be behind closed doors and say, Sir, ma'am, that's ridiculous. But if you <laughs> want to do it, if we want to do it, we will. But mm -hmm. What have you thought about this? So that's what I give the what I give the senior executives. Okay. That, that next level, though, I have a mentorship development program. It's nine weeks long. You get to do one on ones with me. It's all personal interaction, and I try to help you develop your leadership style. Look again, I'm a cheerleader that works for me. Might not be your style. It's okay mm -hmm. because you have to find a style that's authentic to you. Because if you know the deal, if you went in and you tried to do something as a platoon leader and it wasn't authentic. All the Joes are saying that's not real. But if right. you're going, but if you're going in your authentic at what you do and what you believe, then it's okay. Yeah. All right. And then people can adjust to it. No, it, it, that's the one thing. When I was my, my my platoon, they would come up to me like, "Sir, you don't seem like a West Pointer." And I'm like, what are you, "How many of you men? Why are you going to lump us all together?" Right? Exactly. What's the West Pointer seem like? Exactly. I, I guess I found a bit of my own style, which really was listen to my uh, platoon sergeant in my, my first yeah. start because I was like, I'm still green. I, I don't know what I'm doing. But uh, JB, really appreciate you coming on Thank and you so sharing much that insight. Can't wait to take a look at your book and see how I can apply it to to my small startup. There's three of us. Uh, but good, but good hey, no, I, I like to think I want to, I only got to be a platoon, platoon leader for 10 months. My XO lost a radio, got fired. Now you're the XO, Scott. I'm like, right. oh, great. So then after that, I was in staff jobs right. and kind of floundered out there in post-military life for a while. And I thought as I found this ability to produce content and get online, I was like, I don't know, maybe this is a different way to lead by example and mm -hmm. share and stuff like that. So really appreciate your your motivation and what you're doing and, and what you're up to. How do people contact you and, and, and who should be reaching out? 
Sure. They can uh, just get me on Instagram at, at JB Spiso, S-P-I-S-S-O. You can get me on my website at JBS Leaders. If you DM me, I'll DM you, DM you right back. You can email me. I'll email you right back. I'm looking forward to helping folks. And I want to just tell you, stay after it. Stay thankful. Stay aggressive. Keep working out. Enjoy life. Smile mm-hmm. a little bit. Bring all that positive traits that you can. These are very difficult times for everybody. And so this is the time you should you know reach out, check on a buddy. And again, anything I can do to help people, I'll be glad to do. And I love what you're doing, Scott. Keep it going. Thanks, man. Uh, really appreciate it and appreciate your inspiration. And I know folks that'll be watching this will appreciate hearing from Sergeant Major again, because <laughs> I think we need it these days. But uh, Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. All right, man. I put your website up there. Got that? Yes, you did. JBSleaders.com. Perfect. Awesome, man. All right. Thanks again. And uh, for everybody, we will see you next time. Have a super day. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Veteran Wealth Secrets. Be sure to subscribe to us on all the podcast channels, also on YouTube, and share it with a friend. Visit our website at usvetwealth.com to get access to all of our free resources, including the first three chapters of Veteran Wealth Secrets, the post-military guide to gaining autonomy and control. You can get that today on our website, first three chapters for free, or you can go to amazon.com if you want the Kindle or paperback. We have other resources all over the website, so check out usvetwealth.com to learn more.